Hello out there. Rochelle here with another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women get to talk about stuff with a shout out to the men listening. We're grateful for your encouragement. Sometimes I can't believe I get to have these incredible conversations. Truly, I can't not do this. And as much as I'm driven to make this happen, it is rooted in a deep desire to share and hear from what other people think, how they feel, how they see and show up in the world, what they value. Today's conversation with Lisi checked all those boxes and more. Listen as she affirms what she has learned that has brought her to a better, richer place as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, and as a professional. As it turns out, I met this woman a couple of years ago now, and there was an instant connection, like there is sometimes when you meet people. The term soul sister comes to mind. She's another one of those people I don't get to see or interact with often, but I know we are connected for life. There's so much comfort in that. Although her given name is Annalise, she goes by Lisi. She is smart, driven, a deep thinker, and genuine. Love that combo. Welcome, Lisi. Thank you so much for having me. What a just glowing from that introduction. Wow. Bring you to anything I do. All true. All true. What would you like our listeners to know about you by means of an introduction? I mean, I know you, but they don't. Sure. Well, I think it can be helpful to know kind of the worldview I'm coming from right now. I am a leadership development coach and I work primarily in technology. So that means that I work with emerging leaders or individuals already holding leadership roles to really actualize their potential Mm. in that. And usually what it comes down to is identifying what is the current barrier for where they are at developmentally. I, along with what I do for work, I have a sweet 15-month-old son, (laughs) my first, and which has just cracked me open. as far as a life stage and a chapter that I just could not have anticipated how transformative it would be. So that's a bit of my world as well. And then I am the wife to a wonderful man named Benji. He also has a startup. So we're in this world of tech and startups and we both work for ourselves, which brings (laughs) such incredible benefits and then also brings uh, its own unique challenges. So being in that space where we're both holding our professional goals as well as our family and everything else is the, is the dance we're doing every day. So I guess that's, that's something to know. Right. That's well, that's an excellent uh, introduction to, to who you are. Which three words would you use to describe yourself? I thought about this a lot. I, and I hope this is okay that I didn't change your question too much because I was struggling <laughs> with like, how do you describe me right now? Like tired? I don't know. So I was thinking though about what are the values and okay. I work a lot with values personally and professionally. And I was thinking, you know, the obvious values in my life right now, uh, my first is not just now to this specific life stage, but even before I have a high value of autonomy that Ooh. it is really important to me that the way I live 
work be infused with this quality of autonomy, uh, which is probably why I work for myself. <laughs> and so there's a really high priority on that in my life. And I think you'd see that in the choices that I make, that I make choices that beget autonomy. Uh, you know, I've been like this since a kid, but I am a high value of responsibility. If you look on my strengths finder, it's like hilarious. It's like my top five is responsible. And <laughs> I was chatting with a sister about this and she was like, oh, that's genetic, Lacey. We all have that value. You know, one of five girls, a really um, a conservative Christian home that we were instilled in with a lot of responsibility, which has its uh, really beautiful benefits in life. But then also that value can be so overexpressed, which I sometimes run into. I think the last value that uh, I hold and I hope describes the way I live is compassion. Mm -hmm. I mm. really hold a high value around compassion and and compassion being an action and compassion being a response in the way I live. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, a, and everything changes when you, at least for me with having two little eyes on me, I, I want my son to see his mom as being compassionate, mm -hmm. that that is something that shapes the way, not just the way I parent, but the way I show up as a partner and really with my clients and the teams I work with in the coaching industry that I bring, uh, a high value on compassion, not just to the way that I live and work and lead my programs, but also as a value that I, I really hope to instill in clients as well, who are looking for that, that that's a, that can be a part of the way you show up professionally and personally. So who you are, it's also who you are. And, and it's funny, not haha -ha funny, but as I was trying to think of how to introduce you, actually, both of those words came to mind, autonomy and compassion. <laughs> you know me well, Rochelle, you know me well. Uh, and I don't know why I didn't choose them, maybe because you, you know, they're just that, that in intuition. But I, I love that. And of course, responsible also. This one's for fun. A fictional female character that inspires you. This could be from a book you read as a kid or a movie or a TV show, a play, whatever. This is for fun. Oh, and this one was also challenging. Does everyone just tell you every question is challenging? That must be the most boring thing to hear on a podcast. So I won't, I won't labor that. I, I had to go to a sister for help on this one. And bless her, she, we started talking about different fictional characters. We talked about Little Women. We talked about we talked about Twilight as a joke. Uh, <laughs> just how funny that would be. We talked about Moana, and my little sister brought up C.J. Craig from The West Wing. Oh, and we just melted into our memories. Yes, and there's the most poignant scene, and I, I, it is. It's emblazoned in my memory of her speaking with Toby and they're talking about uh, some sort, you know, some, whatever the crisis was, an international crisis. And she became so overcome with emotion and she started to speak on behalf of the women that were being impacted by this international crisis. It actually gives me goosebumps even remembering this scene. And we talked about how that portrayal of a female in such a high influence, high powered role, uh, also those still holding this, this 
honestly, this compassion and, and this commitment to not just elevating herself, but others Mm -hmm. really has stuck with me. I think that, you know, I think you see that there's certain characters that there can be admiration for, but then there's something about CJ that you just think you're like, Oh, I hope I do something like that too. So that's who we, you know what? I love that. I love that. And you know, these questions are fluid, which I like to say also, because I could ask you tomorrow and you'll come up with somebody different. And that depending upon the sister I've talked to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and and it's just, you know, it's just conversation. And uh, I, but I do love that choice because that was, such an incredible show. In fact, it's so funny that you mentioned The West Wing. I was just texting with my stepdaughter this morning about something else that Aaron Sorkin had done and how brilliant and well thought out his dialogue is. Yes. It's, yes. Yeah. It's, he's so gifted as a writer. Yeah. So they're here, a little shout out for him. How do you develop and protect your sense of worth? Because knowing you, I know that you, that is maybe a value you would ascribe to yourself, but you have a very, or and certainly project a very strong, healthy sense of worth. How, how did you develop that? How do you protect it? I, let's start with, the development aspect of the question, and maybe we can talk talk about protecting almost like in two parts. So I've found in my life with, uh, through therapy and through my own coaching and all of these different uh, endeavors of self-discovery or self-improvement, whatever that may be, there's been lots of good things that have come out of that, of that focus on myself and my own development. And self-awareness is really interesting and can help raise a sense of self-worth. What I have found, though, is that my sense of worth in the world has correlated closely to when I am living in service to something greater than myself. Oh, gosh, snap. Love that. <laughs> So <laughs> there is this way and, and we are, we're a high, I think this last year has shown us that we're a highly individualistic culture and we, we do have a, you know, a incredible focus on self right now, culturally and socially. And there are parts that have come with the, with, with the, with, with mental health and self-improvement becoming more of a priority that has been really beautiful. And we've seen, people choose to deal with their own traumas and different uh, big T trauma, little T trauma, whatever that might be that holds them back from being their, their best and truest selves. I, I think there is also a counterbalance to it that when we can align ourselves with a cause, a service, whatever that might be greater than ourselves, that then mm-hmm. we see we're a part of something far more master, masterful mm-hmm intelligently designed exquisite mm. and that there is an ease that then comes to that to that oh sense of self knowing That's... that you're in that space mm, i love it and i really i think that that really came from a mom that modeled that for us in mm-hmm. that she really stro- she she in her life she did strive to to help to be a benefit to others and 
she rarely, I think rarely, if never was in it for her own payoff. I just know Mm -hmm. some of the choices she made. They're fairly altruistic, you know, of course there may have been a, an enjoyment for her in some levels, but seeing that modeled in a parent, I think has really, really shown me that, uh, a sense of self-worth is is, is is useful. Think about what the world really needs from you and Fantastic. go be a part of that. Fantastic. A piece of wisdom you keep handy. I think I'll just, I'll just speak to what is present right now. Because there's probably different pieces of wisdom for different chapters in my life that have stuck out. I have become really captivated by this idea, this fact, whatever you call it, that you become the most like the five people you spend your time with. Mm. And I've thought about that and expanded that even from people to uh, what are the habits that I have? What, what, are, what are my top five habits or ways of being in the world? Or what are the top five things that I think about? You know, And you can see different ways that they're all interconnected. Uh, that really focuses me, though, when it comes to where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my resources? Uh, how do I what is the work that I choose to do? You know, when there's when there's various opportunities, uh, what do I want to become the most like in the world? And then it kind of helps me sort that a bit. So oh, I'm going to have to ponder that. I, I really I'm very intrigued by that. All right. Now we're going to take our deep dive into your topic, which was kind of multifaceted, but we'll spend a few minutes uh, talking about it. The intersection of work and motherhood, and then your identity as it relates to work and motherhood. And I think what is so extraordinary is that every pregnant woman their first pregnancy, okay, I'm, I'm not talking about people who've miscarried before they actually have a child. They they have zero idea. People can tell and tell and tell and share and share and share. And you can have sisters that have kids and they tell you and they tell you. and But you absolutely cannot be prepared for what that is going to be like, how that changes your world, your outlook your ability to love, like you said, what did you say? Your heart, you didn't say it cracked open. Cracked open. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It cracked open. So tell, tell me about that. Well, I think that is so astute even to take the, just to kind of take that initial lens on it. You can't, you really can't know what that experience is going to be like for you, no matter how much you prepare no matter how much you read, no matter (laughs) how many hours of birthing classes you attend. My poor husband, I think it was 15 hours. It was poor me now that I think back at it. I was like ginormous and pregnant and sitting on the floor birthing classes. So even with all of my best efforts, uh, there was so much that I planned for how motherhood was going to be for me. And where this specifically intersects with the deep dive that we're doing is I plan to go back to work uh, after about four and a half months I was going to take to be with my son in that initial period. But I was planning on going back to work around four and a half months, five months, and that I would be part-time 
in my practice and then part-time I, I held a leadership role at the time with an organization so I would be working with them as well as with my son uh, however I've been very clear with myself uh, our our couples therapist my husband that I had no intentions of being home full-time and not that I I think there's anything wrong with that choice at the time I just really didn't believe it was right for me mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fear I had a lot of fear of losing what I had worked this other this other thing that I had worked so hard to birth into the world which is the, the work I do and I I uh I you know I had my son I I went on maternity leave still staying fairly closely connected to work and then I came back a bit early from mat leave um and got back into it and it was very surprising turn of events that I was let go of from my role mm. uh, it, it, in the first month of being back from maternity leave. And it, I don't even think devastating quite scratches the surface wow. of how that affected me. I, it wasn't in the plans and <laughs> <Yeah>. it happened. <laughs> yeah. And this is so, and, and even saying this now, looking back at 2020, I am so very aware that I don't have, I have, I do not have the corner of what was not in the plans, you know? Right. And as it, and this coincided right as COVID hit and it was, so we were, you know, and so we no longer had childcare and I had lost my, um, my, my role with this company. And I, I just felt shattered as mm-hmm. far as this was not the plan. And I said that so often to my husband. And what came after that time, though, was some deep work and reconciliation of where I found my worth. What were the truest things about me if I was not in my field of practice as a in leadership and team coaching and what did it mean to be what did it mean to me to be fully with my son day in day out in those rhythms with him mm-hmm. what became so clear to me not everyone has this experience was that motherhood is sacred ground mm-hmm. that as i started to and this isn't was not easy, but started to believe or try to practice the belief and practice the thought process of it's all sacred. Just as you felt like your work was sacred, changing this 35th diaper is sacred because you're <laughs> doing something bigger than yourself. And and talk about like a child is something so much larger than yourself. And there started to be a deep, and when I say crack me open, this is probably where the deepest crack was of finding that there was enough in that rhythm, that there could be enough in being Wells's mom and, and more than enough as well. Yes. I'll pause. I know it's a lot there, but take us, take us wherever you want to go. No, that's beautiful because you, you came away with something really profound that if the plan had gone according to your plan, you know, you might still have realized it, but you had like a crash course in coming to that realization and that awareness very quickly, almost because in a way, 
it's not even that you had to. I'm going to say you got to because of circumstances. You got to arrive there. I think that you are, I think I did start to see the opportunity and the privilege that I was living with. I'm like, oh, you get to be here. You get to see all this. You get to know him. And all of us know, you know, like you you get to know him in this way at this time. And that'll always change, you know. This isn't a story of I was going to have a professional career and then I chose not to have that. That's not exactly it. It's it's more so what the essence of this time in my life was, was a phrase I come back to over and over again that I took a lot of comfort in in that time was planted, not buried. Ooh, You're being planted gosh. right now. And there felt like there was such... Uh, because of the ending of my time in that role really felt violent in some ways came it ended so quickly and so abruptly that there was this feeling that a lot of things had died certain dreams had died certain like just certain honestly just projects i was working on were no longer you know this work i'd invested so much in and when i heard that um a thought leader out of San Francisco sharing that actually the beginning of the pandemic kind of sharing as that is encouragement to us of like we're being planted not buried I saw that in, in my in this new season with my son of like oh you're being planted like let's lay down some deep roots right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I love it this is this is what I do when I when I just <laughs> I just, I feel like a sponge. I just sit here and I soak all of this goodness and truth and authenticity. And I just, so all I do is moan and groan and say, I love it. This is just, this this is how I react. Tell me what's coming up for you. I've been talking a lot. What's up coming up for you? Just how true and how real everything you're saying is. I mean that that's been your journey and yeah. I and I applaud that. I I love that you were able to come out of a really hard thing with reaching a a really good a thing that is even better than it might have been. I I love that. And you know, for me that sort of got at work and um mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I marvel at, at how, you know, the, this thing that you learned, you got to learn so quickly, the way that you're framing it, looking at it, living it, speaking it is something I know will inspire and have impact for others. That's not why the only reason I do this, but that is one of the reasons I do this. I I, I can't not do this. That that's how it's that that's how it's become. It's, it's You're just, just wired for it. I just, just I wired yeah. For it's it. just you know God just made it very clear. This is my third act. So here we are. We're in it. I really admire. Um, you know, I mean, you went through a hard thing. I went through a hard thing. You were there for my hard thing. Um, and yet somehow we were able to come out of both those hard things 
sort of better for having gone through those hard things, even though neither one of us would have volunteered or signed up for the hard thing. Like, no, no thank you. I'll pass yeah. on the hard thing. I know. I don't want the hard thing. I was not interested in this hard thing. <laughs> and I did That's not exactly feel like I deserved right. this hard thing. You know, it's so, you know, it's such a perspective. Like I, you know, and what, what's deserving? Like, it's like some sort of like weak perception that life is fair, which is completely delusional. I, I think with going through this time, and I'm really appreciate your, that you're drawing that connection of the way we've, I think stood by each other as yes. we weathered these seasons. Yes. That I, you know, as much as I would say I wouldn't sign up for it, you know, if I'm like, I don't know if I would trade that year no. for anything mm -mm. now. No, I know. I know. I Every get it. Every part of, of, of who I am is different. Mm -hmm. And even the way I see that I show up with my clients now that I'm, my work is better than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. I it was such a purifying kind of cleansing experience in that, like what really matters. Mm -hmm. And now I just have such a deep commitment that I do the best work with the best people I can mm -hmm. and just really keep that as a focal point. That experience really softened me in mm -hmm. my work, especially mm -hmm. in the corporate world mm -hmm. of where this incredible emphasis, if clients come to me, they want, they want results. They want an improvement in performance, et cetera. And what I have found through this time was that sometimes that that driving energy that like that it has to work a certain way or it has to be this way cuts us off from such a range of possibility mm, that yes. if we can just loosen our current perspective of the world that okay maybe this is how I wanted it but maybe it's different we get to write we have the possibility of writing so many different stories Versus that one we were dead set on. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It opens you up. And that is mm -hmm. a very, I don't want to say a valuable lesson like it's school, but it's a, it's a beautiful takeaway to take that away and now incorporate that into who you are, how you show up for work, for your son, for your husband, for your, you know, your family and friends makes um makes for a more fulfilling and enriching life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's wonderful with i'm just so thrilled at this conversation <laughs> so now i get the joy and the delight i get to go back and listen re listen to the whole thing all over again and i take <laughs> notes and i ponder <laughs> and i reflect and that is one of my great blessings is to be able to do that and then, you know, start a package and put it all together. You have been absolutely, I, I can't even come up with a, a good enough word, to be honest with you. you. You're glorious. That's a good word for you. You're glorious. <laughs> absolutely glorious. Whoa. Yeah, because... Generous. Well... You know, not only are you well-spoken, which is a gift, but what you're speaking about is truth. And it's, uh, these are things that as women, as people, we should have help inform and impact 
the way that we the way that the way that we live, who we are and how we do life and how we show up for others and for ourselves. So mm-hmm. I thank you for like just truth bomb after truth bomb. I mean, you've just like I I delight in in you. I am inspired and um Actually, I'm starting to feel a little verklempt right now. That doesn't happen all that, all that often. I, I, um, I'm very feel very excited about everything that you've shared, and that you have the qualities that I love and live for: authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability. Those are my, you know. After my experience, I have come to like cling to those and insist upon those in my life oh i love that phrase that 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 language of like i insist upon that now yes you know and i think that that clarity as painful as it can be as to to receive it uh it's priceless yes it is it absolutely is and I, i won't have it any other way I'm not interested. I'd rather Wouldn't go read a book. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go. Wouldn't have any other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for spending this time with me. I value you, and you have. You you are. I mean, we, I like to say a lot that you are enough, and I think you made reference to that earlier. It could it, it's it? You already know that, and a lot of women don't know that about themselves. And I I, I love that you do. Because that's contagious. When women have that sense of not arrogance, it's not an arrogance. It's 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 a confidence, but it's it's humble and it's gentle at the same time. But it also exudes strength. So it's so it's this weird amalgamation of things that like that goes together. Yes, yes, that does go together. Those things do go together. And, and you personify that. So thank you. Thank you for your time. And uh, say hi to Benji and give Wells a big hug for me. <laughs> I will. This was such a privilege. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me. You are so welcome. It was my pleasure. Often it's the hard things that bring us to a better version of ourselves We wouldn't volunteer for them, yet if we are open to how they can shape us, we will end up having more depth, being more compassionate, being more open to connect with others, to see them, even if those others hold different values than we do. Lisi has opened my eyes further to the richness of coming out the other end of painful times. The other end holds fullness empathy, and wisdom. Thanks, Lisi, for being exactly who you are. The Anabashed You website has photos, quotes, and a blog for each episode. Each episode's audio is embedded on its own page at unabashedyou.com. Social media, direct links will be in episode notes, can be found on the website, And most notably, you will find us under Unabashed You on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We invite you to follow us on any and all of the above. There are frequent posts with great photos and inspirational quotes. 
If you have any questions or comments, email us at unabashedu at gmail.com. We're on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And our blessing for today, loving Father, here I am. I trust that you have an incredible plan for me. Transform me. Transform my life. Everything is on the table. Take what you want to take and give what you want to give. Transform me into the person you created me to be so I can live the life you envisioned for me. I hold nothing back. I am 100% available. How can I help? In Jesus' name, amen. To all listening, become who you already are. Be unabashed. Be you.